You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Huge announcement, boys. Genie Bus is selling PS5s. <laughs> She's got three of them for sale, guys. I get back from my anniversary trip to Austin. I had like five days off and I log on to Twitter and I find that Genie Bus is now selling PS5s out of the back of her trunk or something. Times are tough for the Lakers. It's been a rough off season and Genie Bus is selling PS5s. But the good news, Tom is that the proceeds will go directly towards charity. Oh. So you don't have to feel bad about it. Okay. I like how Genie Bus in this universe, it's like, you know, I want to raise some charity. I have three PS5s. <laughs> Not I'm auctioning off every championship trophy or banner or an autograph. Somebody from Sony dropped them off. I said, you know what would be cool? If we had a charity. Are these special PS5s? They have Lakers emblazoned logos or colors. Nope. Just PS5, just three of them. I'm going to donate the proceeds to charity. I'm looking at the Lakers Twitter account. They just posted this. Lakers fans, my Twitter account has been hacked. Please do not engage with it or send any money. These are not legitimate offers. The Lakers will alert you when I back in control of my account. Signed, Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss, who, by the way, does not allow people to reply to her tweets does want you to DM her with offers for PlayStation 5s. This dude, Rick Daddy, tweets at the Rick Lakers. Daddy. Hi, Genius. Sent you $540 last night. Could you please get me the shipping info for my PlayStation 5? And the, the screen grab is the conversation where Genie Bus reportedly says, $540 and it's yours. And this guy goes, you got it. Where do I send? Will the money go towards the foundation for LeBron's hair and THT's hair? Oh. Rick Daddy. Another one says, how much for a PS5? 540 and it's yours. If you trade Westbrook, you have a deal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think Genie Bus's password was? Who broke the code on this and figured that out? Daddy's girl, one, two, three. Showtime, 17. The Zen master, one, two, three. Adam McKay sucks <laughs> with X's. My assignment. Uncover why the association inspires more conspiracy theories in volume and salience than any other U.S. sport. Hey, you've heard of the Illuminati. The truth is out there, but so are lies. Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. The NBA has always been controlled by about eight people. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. If you're only using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. The NBA Illuminati. If coincidences are just coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? The Illuminati. But you start to follow the money, 
and you don't know where the fuck it's going to take you. It is unspoken. They have influence among other players. The NBA I don't have time for your convenient ignorance. Maybe I'm a conspiracist now as well. That's all it took. Oh, we got books, we got schools. You saw a video on YouTube. <laughs> Why am I, sir? You've never used them before. We are the Welcome to Basketball Illuminati. I'm back. He's back. Back for my sabbatical, my hiatus. He's doing some recon on the campus of the Texas Longhorns to figure out where Kevin Durant was really going. Let you know in due time what I found from my recon there in Austin. Anyway, welcome back. Thank you so much for holding the fort down. My five-star Illuminati generals, Amin L. Hassan and producer Anthony Mays. It is good to be back and we've got a huge show ahead of us. We're going to talk a little bit about the tampering, the tamper tantrums that are going on in the league. And you might have heard a little bit about that from previous episodes of Basketball Illuminati. We're also going to do a little bit of research and digging into Bill Russell's career. I've got some research for you in a segment I like to call Tom Did His Own Research. But first... You are listening to The Agenda with Tom Haverstrow and Amin El Hassan. We like to talk about how the stars align, that everything you see in the news, in the mainstream media is connected. It is not by accident. And what everyone wants to talk about in the NBA world is LeBron James's impending extension with the Lakers and the possibility that Bronny James is going to be looped into this whole big decision that the Lakers can offer an extension to LeBron James this week and whether Bronny James is going to join him with the Lakers. I woke up this morning. There is a story at the ringer. There is a story at the athletic, both covering the same exact story about how this extension and Bronny James and LeBron all are in cahoots with each other. And I mean, Mays, I looked at these stories and I said, they're not thinking hard enough about this. There's another layer to this that people aren't paying attention to. Get your third eyes open, folks. Mm-hmm. Look beyond the bylines. Look a little bit deeper. You have to open your eyes to reality. I don't get to play this role enough, guys. I want to play this role. What's the big deal? Well, LeBron still has another year left on his deal, and Bronny can't be in the NBA until 2024, so why do you guys see any sort of connection there? Well... There's a news story that came out just before we all descended upon Vegas. Mm -hmm. What was the big news story? LeBron is a billionaire. Yeah, congratulations, LeBron. Out of the ether just landed that he apparently just hit the billionaire mark, and now we're going to report about it. You become a billionaire, you let people know, Tom. What's the big idea? Oh, and then a couple weeks after that, the shop on June 10th. I want to own a team. Buy a team? Yeah, I want to buy a team. That's it. For sure. There you go. Buying a team and then talking is a little... Tricky. Uh, if you own the team and like... Yeah, I would much rather own a team before I talk. I want, yeah, I want a team in Vegas. Good for you. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I want a team in Vegas. Why can't you have a voice and also be an owner? Oprah? Well, yeah. Well, Oprah yeah, does it. Because 
because Tyler does it. Because he could do it. Because Don. Yeah, they don't allow it. Guys get fined for that now. Yeah. What is it? It's called um, tampering. It's called tampering. Yeah. You can't. You actually yeah. can't do it. LeBron wants to buy an NBA team, but not just any NBA team. I mean, look, Michael Jordan did it. All the players they want to get into ownership. So I, again, I don't see what kind of breadcrumbs you're letting down here. Sounds like business as usual. Billionaire wants to buy a sports team. What? Oh, but why would LeBron James put a name on it? He said, I want a team in Vegas. And you might be asking yourself, so what? So Vegas, it seems like a great basketball market. I love it. I go to Summer League every year. I see how many people turn out. I see how much Vegas loves basketball and NBA basketball specifically. Again, Tom, I got my eyes wide open, both of them. And I'm telling you, that that's not a shock. We know that there are going to be expansion teams coming, and it'll probably be one in Seattle and one in Vegas. So, yeah, LeBron wanting to own a team, not a big deal. LeBron wanting to own a team in Vegas, full city, you know, nice and fun. What are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to imply here? Well, if you look at the 247sports.com rankings, which is one of the most reputable, if not the most reputable recruiting rankings in the world. Is it 247 or is it 24-7? What did I say? Oh, Tom. 247 sports. <laughs> 247sports.com. <laughs> it's a weird collection of numbers. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Why those numbers? They reportedly have Bronny James at 50. The 50th best prospect in that high school class of 2023. And it's important to note 2023. That's like a four-star type player. That's pretty good. He's not his dad, but that's a high D1 caliber player. I did some research on this, and while it's not an entire segment of research, Tom did his research. I found something interesting. Bronny James does not have an official offer yet. Not one. A lot of teams are circling around him. Apparently Rutgers is in the mix for Bronny James. Basketball powerhouse Rutgers. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, how many of the top 50 don't have an offer? And I looked, I checked 26 of the 50 at 247. Maybe you want to call it 247sports.com. 26 of the 50 have already committed, signed with a college basketball team. Uh-huh. 14 have an NA. Basically, they have a bunch of offers, but we don't know where the player's going. Uh-huh. And then 12 have strong leanings. Mm-hmm. Well, Bronny James has an NA, but the interesting thing is he has no offers, period. He's the only one. The only one in the top 50 without an official offer from the Dukes of the world, Kentuckys, UCLA's, Rutgers of the world. Tom, hold on. But maybe Bronny's not that good. Maybe he's not good enough to get offers from those kind of schools. Well, Jeff Goodman at Goodman Hoops on Twitter, a friend of the program. Hoops? Hoops. What the hell? Tom takes a week off and... Forgets what numbers mean and how to pronounce words. <laughs> Talk hoops on Twitter. All the gaps. Jeff Godman. Jeff Godman. Bronny James has really improved over the past year since I last saw him, Jeff Godman says. Just does so many things that impact winning. Terrific passer, defends at high level, and has become more versatile scorer, always poised. Will be interesting to see where he goes to college. Will be interesting. Tom, it sounds to me like they're just building up the decision too. We'll get Jim Gray out there. We'll get Bronny set up at a local gym and he'll go national and tell everybody where he's going, right? Huh. This is weird. What do all these college programs know that we don't? 
why haven't they offered Bronny James? Knowing that it would get headlines and knowing it would be very good publicity for their school to offer LeBron James's son, even if he's not a number one prospect or a top 25 or five star. I am thinking, where's the NBA's G League Ignite team now? It's in Las Vegas, I believe. Sin City. Wait a second. Hold on for a second. Wait a goddamn second here. It's got this pain in the middle of my forehead. Mm. Oh, it's like a flicker. LeBron James's son has not gotten an official offer from any of these blue chip schools, these colleges. And then the G League team has moved in the past couple of years from California over to Vegas, the same place that LeBron James wants to own a team. Now, I'm asking this question. What does it matter? Ronnie James is class of 23, not 24. But if you went to Vegas like Amin and I did, Adam Silver held a press conference. And one of the biggest talking points he had was that he wants to lower the age limit from 19 to 18. And he says, my bad. Back in the day, I used to want it to go to 20. But now, clear heads prevail. And I want it to go down to 18. It's only fair. And I, I don't know when the players union is going to agree on this. But I really think it's in our best interest to move it to 18. Tom, Tom, Tom. The collective bargaining agreement runs through the end of the 23-24 season. So changing it wouldn't mean anything unless the league and the Players Association came to terms on that as a separate issue, which wouldn't be the first time. They've done that before where they've renegotiated smaller elements that don't have to do necessarily with money, but more of the rules of the game and who can play who can't. But then if they change it to where it's 18 years old for the 2023 draft, that wouldn't mean anything for Bronny because he'd be just finishing up his year of high school as a senior. Unless he wants to go play for G League Ignite. I mean, right now, right now. Wait a second. There's no precedent of a high school senior playing for G League Ignite. Is there? Yes, there is, actually, Amin. There is a precedent for this. Scoot Henderson. Hmm. Scoot Henderson, who is expected, by the way, to be one of the top prospects in the 2023 draft as a G League Ignite second-year player, the first second-year player in the history of the G League Ignite program. So, hold on, let me see if I got this accurate. Bronny has no offers, despite being a four-star recruit. LeBron has no extension despite being eligible to sign one. Bronny goes to Vegas to play for the G League Ignite as a high school senior with the hopes that the change in the age rule will occur during the season, allowing him to become draft eligible about 10 days before his father becomes a free agent. Oh, I mean, it gets even thicker, this plot. How much thicker could it be? <laughs> it is thick. With two C's? Remember this little detail, I mean, 2024, the Lakers don't have their first round pick. The Pelicans have it. Oh, Genie Bus auctioned it off in a raffle for a PS5. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A cold open tie-in to the actual show. The Lakers have their 2023 first round pick. They own full ownership of that pick. So if the Lakers do want to draft Bronny James, they have the ability to do so in 2023. The stars are aligning. Is this going to happen? Can't say. I'm just asking questions, just putting it out there. 
there is a lot of stars aligning here. A lot of weird circumstantial evidence. How much does it have to mount before it actually turns into reality? And I'm just asking questions. Why is everyone in a holding pattern right now? You've blown my third eye clear off my face and it has reattached itself somewhere on my torso because I'm seeing (laughs) interdimensionally right now. Tom, what you're suggesting, it seems like a lot of things would have to be communicated behind the scenes. You might say that the path for Bronny James to the NBA is being tampered with. Whoa, is that what I'm saying here? I wouldn't dare, not in this NBA. They would never do such a thing. Tamper? I feel like throwing a temper tantrum. Who do you who are you looking for? Paul George? Is it uh, Chris Paul? Are you looking at maybe Teen Wolf? I, you remember him? <laughs> he was really good. I wish I could talk about all those guys. But you'd be contract tampering exactly. now. Exactly. Did you exactly. have when you started this job? Did they sit you down and say, "Okay, so here are some things you have to know." You can't do an interview and say you want the specific player. That's right. Uh, and did you have to learn? Yeah, a I had lot? to go to school. I had to go to. CBA school, salary cap school, and tampering school. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can't tamper with somebody else's player. You can't, you know, I had to learn this new CBA that we have. And uh, What constitutes tampering? Like if you're on vacation and you run into Paul George, are you not allowed to speak to him? No, we're going to say hi because we know each other. I you see. You just can't say, hey, I want you to come to the Lakers, even though I'm going to be wink, winking like. <laughs> you know what that means, right? <laughs> Oh, yes. I guess we'll go there. You know what? This is the big agenda as well. The NBA, according to reports, is open to tampering investigations. One into the Knicks and two into the 76ers. If you've been listening to Basketball Illuminati, you saw this coming a mile away. Right, Maze? We tried to warn you. We tried to tell you all of all the connections and ties and strange, strange behavior, the CAA relationship with Jalen Brunson, his father, his agent's father, (laughs) (laughs) his father's boss, Tom Thibodeau, all of the lovely interconnections. Mm -hmm. It's sewed up real tight. And then Michael Rubin happens to walk away right before all these Strange happenings with the 76ers, most notably James Harden taking a discount. Who does that anymore? A huge discount. Just because he's a good guy. To allow the Sixers to be under the luxury tax threshold, giving them a mid-level exception that is full and plump and a biannual exception as well. Those are offered to two former Houston Rocket players that played with Harden and under Daryl Morey in Houston, B.J. Tucker and... Daniel House, which, by the way, deals that the league is investigating whether they were struck prior to June 30th. Guys, it's almost like this is our victory parade of tampering. (laughs) All the things that we've talked about along the lines on this podcast right here that nobody wants to pay attention to. Everyone says, oh, you guys are funny. I laughed so much when I listened to you guys. I love when you do your crazy conspiracy theory things. Guess what? We done did it and it done happened. It's not for play play. It's real and it's spectacular. We brought on Jerome Weitzman, 
who's literally written the book about the 76ers, talking about his conversation with Michael Rubin and how this frees Michael Rubin up to do so many things that he was not allowed to do beforehand. So many activities. I know the 4th of July party was after free agency, but you can imagine at his house a week before, James Harden, he's sitting down meeting with James Harden, and then James Harden has to leave the room. And then Daryl Morey walks in and the ownership group has to walk in and talk to Michael Rubin. And then, oh, Okay, hold on. You guys leave the room now. Oh, James Hart, come on in. Come on in. Yep, here are the terms. And it's all off the book. It's not communicated. And that's reality. I wonder if they were using those pods that we saw developed during COVID where you could have two people in the same room, but you wanted to keep them separated. Oh, yeah. So you have a nice little enclosure. Maybe that's how they got around it. You know, if PJ Tucker's over here in his pod, James Harden's over here, Michael Rubin's over here, and that way, everybody's separated. It's all good. No collusion. Yeah, we were also all over it, I think, since the first episode of Basketball Illuminati, the whole Philly-Houston connection. Daniel House, former Houston Rocket, PJ Tucker, former Houston Rocket. Mm-hmm. I posit to you that we have been on this story since day one of Basketball Illuminati. Keep your eye open for the rerouting of the Houston Rockets over to Philadelphia. Mike D'Antoni didn't become the coach of the Charlotte Hornets. Hmm. Still out there. Huh, what's he going to do? This is one of our favorite things. And we also hit the CAA Knicks real early in this show as well. We pointed out the structure of the team and... If we know about it with our puny little third eyes, then surely Big Bad NBA must have its ears to the ground on this subject. I wonder, what's the NBA going to do here? I mean, really, if we talk about, oh, was James Harden in cahoots signing a lower deal so that they could pay P.J. Tucker more and Daniel House and bring him in under larger contracts, is that any different than 2010 LeBron James? D. Wade and Chris Bosh joining and taking a pay cut so they could take care of Udonis Haslam and Mike Miller. Is there anything different than that? I guess there's no difference. When that happened, Dan Gilbert brought in a law firm to investigate personally tampering amongst the Miami Heat that LeBron James and Pat Riley had already had this deal all signed, sealed, and delivered. And he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars with this law firm. To do his own research. To do his own tamper tantrum research. And you know what he ended up doing? He traded LeBron because he knew it was like, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to get something out of this. Look, this is a tale as old as time in the NBA. And you can go back to that 2010 story of LeBron James. They all taken a pay cut. And I just don't see what the smoke is here. Just ask Mark Cuban. Do you feel that the Knicks did anything inappropriate in that scenario? No, they were yeah. perfect. Yeah. I saw nothing wrong <laughs> at all. And I, you know, that's just the business. That's just the way it works. And, you know, that's not my job to determine. You know, that's up to the NBA. Um, it is what it is. It's done. I wish Jalen the best. He's a great guy. This is discouraging. Mark Cuban sounds defeated. <laughs> he sounds like he has no hope here. And he says it's not up to him. It's up to the NBA and... He doesn't seem too optimistic that the NBA is actually going to levy any sort of serious sanctions here. We've seen them do second round pick slap on the wrist for Lonzo Ball and other tampering charges last season. Where's David Stern when you need him? 
Where's the sterny man at Asternius coming down to overpunish? <laughs> like we talked about with J.A. Donde. Where's that? Why is everything so soft now? It's disappointing. Mace, Mace, Mace. Anthony Mace. He gets lost in a corn puzzle and then he waltzes away with my drugs. You think the league is trying to stop teams from tampering? You think they're out here trying to actively discourage tampering? I mean, isn't it against the rules? <laughs> rules? <laughs> what are rules, Maze? Rules are for rubes like you. Jay Adande told us last week that David Stern, over time, began to see the value of the attrition, the value of the constant churning of the rumor mill, making everyone infatuated with the NBA transaction deep into the months of summer when baseball should have all the headlines. No, the NBA rules the national consciousness because we're trying to figure out who's going where. And part and parcel of that is letting the tampering happen. I submit to you, the NBA has no desire, no need, no proclivity to halt tampering to slow it down. Oh, sure. You got to do things for appearances. Oops. That's a second round pick for you. Oops. That's a second round pick for you. We're talking about teams orchestrating sign and trades days before free agency even opens. How? How could that be? Unless it's not as bad an infraction as it's supposed to be. I used to call tampering the speeding of the NBA. All across America, in every freaking city, every freaking town, there's a highway, there's a speed limit, everyone's driving over it. Everyone's driving over the speed limit unless there's traffic. There's Maze. Maze in the right lane. I thought we were supposed to go 25 miles an hour. Everywhere. Is that not how it works? Everywhere, everyone is speeding. Speeding's against the law, though. And what's the infraction? Well, if the cop catches you from speeding, they'll pull you over, and they'll write you a fat ticket, and you might have points on your license suspension, and you might have to go to court if you're speeding enough, Sending the message to all the other motorists who they can't stop because they're not going to catch every speeder. They catch one in an every hundred and make an example out of them. Why? So that when people see cops or see that this is a place with a lot of speed traps, they slow down. They don't drive as quickly as they would if they thought they weren't being surveilled. What the NBA does, in essence, is pull over speeders and then let them off with a warning. Mm. That, my friends... Is an inconvenient truth that you're going to have to deal with. Whoa. The idea that if the NBA wanted to stop tampering, I'm not saying they catch everybody tampering, but I am saying they'd make more of an example out of the ones they do. And they haven't done that, not since Joe Smith. I just like that Amin brought that truth to the agenda. It wasn't convenient, Tom. No. Not convenient for me who has to edit this up. Figure out when he's going to splice in the sound. It takes time to connect the dots. I know that. I know but that. also, I know that there could be a day of reckoning when you wish you connected the dots. More quick. More quick. What were we thinking? Why did we wake up when we, we had a chance? Move it. The mollusks are blowing up. What gets us into trouble is not what we don't know. It's what we know for sure. That just ain't that just so. Ain't so. Amin's a divinian truth. Communicate this real clearly. The only way I do it. City by city, person by person, family by family. There are a lot of people go straight from denial to despair. Without pausing on the intermediate step of actually doing something about the problem. Problem. Amin's a divinian truth. 
I feel like we just witnessed Amin do his Gordon Gecko. Tampering, for lack of a better word, is good. When I get a hold of that son of a bitch who leaked this, I'm going to tear his eyeballs out and I'm going to suck his skull. Also, I'm starting to think that maybe David Stern didn't clap back at the Timberwolves so much because of the tampering, but because of the stupidity of getting caught. It was codified. It was in writing. It wasn't so much the plan. It was the execution that David Stern was punishing. Do better. That's what he said. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com What does that look like? You doing your own research. Are you doing studies yourself? Are you in the lab on a nightly basis? What are you doing? Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Doing your own research. I'm not a scientist. I'm not here to tell everyone that this is it. For me, it's just um, just giving everyone a chance to do their own research and find their own knowledge. All right, so I did some of my own research. I didn't want to... Obviously, awful news that Bill Russell passed away this past week at the age of 88. And if you haven't read Howard Bryant's article right now on ESPN.com or checked out Amin El Hassan and Howard Bryant on Lebetard show this week for their tributes to Bill Russell. Marcus Thompson on The Athletic as well wrote a great one. Bill Russell, a legend among legends off the court as well as on it. My favorite stat, guys, that I came across was Bob Ryan's. He tweeted out like a couple years ago that in his final 14 years as a basketball player, Bill Russell's team participated in 21 winner-take-all contests, nine NCAA tournament games, one Olympic gold medal game, 10 game sevens, one deciding game five, and Bill Russell's team won all 21 an incredible feat, 21-0 in winner-go-home contests on every stage. So as I tweeted out on Sunday, Bill Russell's teams went 27-2. and The Celtics went 27-2 and in 29 playoff series in his career, 10-0 and in Game 7s, and he has more rings than fingers. But fellas, that is all public knowledge, more or less. One of the advents of the 21st century in the analytics movement is the concept of on-off metrics. When you're on the floor, how well does your team do? And when you go to the bench, when you're off the floor, how does your team do? And in those stats I mentioned before, 
We know what Bill Russell's teams did with him, but what did they do without him? You have this plus minus and the on-off for him in the games? Wow, that's amazing, Tom. Not yet. Okay. I need to go to Austin again for some recon. Mm. (laughs) Austin, Massachusetts. (laughs) My Illumin Army soldiers, what I have here is something that is not common knowledge, or at least not shared in the public forum. I went to the trusted truth-telling website, the resource among all resources, basketballreference.com, and I looked up the game logs for every one of Bill Russell's games that he played in. Then I went in and manually counted one by one how many of those games ended up in a win and how many of those ended up in a loss. And from there, I could see, I could deduce, based on the Celtics' overall record, what did they do without Bill Russell? And what I found was astounding. He missed 52 games in his regular season career. The Celtics' record in those 52 games, Maze, Amin, What do you think their record was? The Boston Celtics, 11 championships in 13 seasons, a dynasty among dynasties, the gold standard, the green standard in sports. Well, the Celtics have a lot of depth. I'm going to say that even missing Bill Russell, they went 32 and 20. I am conflicted here, right? Because there are two different ways to look at this. One way to look at it is what Mays just said. These are the Hall of Famers that played for the Celtics alongside Russell. You have Kuzi, you have Sharman, you have Sam Jones, you have Frank Ramsey, you have Havlicek, you have Heinsohn, Casey Jones, seven Hall of Famers played alongside him, along with Hall of Fame coach, obviously, Red Auerbach. On the other hand, and I know this stat is one that's very near and dear to our friend Zach Harper, Bob Kuzi's playoff record prior to Bill Russell joining the Celtics is 10 and 17. 10 and 17. So I'm going to lean towards their record wasn't 32 and 20, Maze. I'm going to go 28 and 24. Oh, Maze. I mean, giving them too much credit. Oh, my God. Why would I bring it up if it was 28 and 24, 32 and 20? I don't know, because you love research. The Celtics record in those 52 games in which Bill Russell did not play, 26 and 26. Good God. Exactly a 500 team. That's right. The most dominant dynasty ever, 11 titles in 13 seasons, was reduced to an exactly average team when Bill Russell wasn't in the picture. And there's more. There's more? The plot is thickening. It's getting thicker. Oh, wow. If you take out Bill Russell's rookie season, the only one in which he wasn't an all-star in his career, the Celtics record without Bill Russell goes from 26 and 26 all the way down to 10 and 18. Very close to that Bob Cousy stat. Seriously. Without Bill Russell in the regular season after his rookie season, the Celtics... A dynasty among dynasties were 10 and 18, roughly the equivalent of last year's Sacramento Kings. They're the Sacramento Kings without them? Sacramento Kings without Bill Russell. Is there any worse (laughs) description or depiction that you can endure as a team? And someone say, you're the Sacramento King. (laughs) That, my soldiers, is the basketball legacy of Bill Russell. He turned the Sacramento Kings into the greatest dynasty ever. Greatest dynasty ever. Just being on the floor. At this point, I do want to read a quote from the late Tommy Heinsohn. He mentioned this 
1999 Sports Illustrated article about the winningest player ever, Bill Russell. Look, all I know is the guy won two NCAA championships, 50-some college games in a row, the 1956 Olympic gold medal. Then he came to Boston and won 11 championships in 13 years, and they named the f***ing tunnel after Ted Williams. <laughs> you guys, fun fact, Bill Russell doesn't have 11 rings. Did you know that? And not because he auctioned them off. Yeah, I was just going to say, didn't he a, a couple of times tell Kevin Garnett, I'm going to give you a ring out of my own collection? Back then, they used to make one ring. And if to you rule them kept all? winning- It was like a championship belt? You only got one ring. Like if you won multiple times, you weren't getting multiple rings. Did they add more stones to it? Or anything? Brother, these people were plumbers and firemen. Wait, then what's the iconic photo? Like the most amazing photo. Okay, so I talked to Nat Butler, who is the photographer who took that picture. And in order to take the picture, they had to go get rings from teammates of Russell from those championships. No way. They literally flew them in and it was a big moment of stress. The idea like, yo, we can't lose these rings. They're on loan to us simply for this photo shoot that was done in 1996 as part of the NBA's 50 Greatest Players celebration. And if you look carefully at the one where he's holding them in his palms. Wait, if you look with just two eyes, you might need a third eye. Not even with a third eye, with just the two eyes. Here's the part where your eyes deceive you. Mm. People see Bill Russell with his hands cupped and a bunch of rings, and they assume those are his rings and there are 11 of them. But if you count carefully, there are less than 11 rings. And indeed, when he puts on the rings, he puts two on his pinky for the other picture where he's got his hands holding his head. But try to count to 11 if you can. It is a mastery of photography because they also shot it so that it would obscure anyone's name on the ring. Because the rings all have their names on it. So they had to shoot it so it wouldn't say... Heinzen or whoever else on it. It is some of the greatest photography illusion that we've ever seen. I only see six. You know what I'm hearing, Tom? Wow. I'm hearing you are blind. But now I see. If David Stern was running the NFL at the peak of the Sterny powers, what would he have done to the Miami Dolphins for tampering? Well, first of all, the idea that Stephen Ross would be suspended for the excruciatingly long period of up until October 17th. There's no way. You got to think about what these guys did. They went after an existing superstar while he was on two different teams for the last three years, offered him ownership. Try to talk him into playing for them as well. Meanwhile, they also tried to subvert and solicit the services of a championship-winning coach on another organization. He did all of this multiple times 
where ownership was involved, including not just the majority owner, but minority owner and what many believe to be the heir apparent, Bruce Beal, on these trips. And you mean to tell me that all these guys got was a first-round pick, a third-round pick, chump change of a fine, and you got to sit out until October before you can be part of any NFL or Dolphins-related activity? Soft. I mean, the first and third round pick is pretty significant, I would say. But the funniest part of this to me is that they didn't even get these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but they, that was like the Joe Smith thing. I don't know what's worse. Is it worse to do it for Joe Smith and be successful yes. and get caught? Yes. Or to get caught doing it and not even be successful? No. To me, this is way more hilarious. The big swing and a miss. And then retroactively you get hit for it that makes me laugh and while the suspensions are not really impactful a first and a third round pick that's valuable man especially when you just gave up a bunch for Tyreek Hill it's valuable for a year what I loved about the sterniest reaction was like I'm going to bury your franchise five first round picks it sends such a strong message. He felt bad later on and gave him back a couple. Think about that. Where would Stern put the Miami Dolphins? I'd tell you exactly where he'd put them with all the other bodies he buried. 